<laughs> Those effing C words. Changing confidence, child. Two words that are so scary, they may as well be curse words. Let's talk about it. On this podcast, we'll share our stories about hardship and starting over, making professional pivots, ending relationships and friendships, and having the confidence to navigate change. These are real stories and real people from my one-on-one coaching sessions and interviews that will keep us inspired or remind us that things could be worse. So what you hear are the truths, traumas, and testimonies that push us to become the solution instead of just waiting for one. I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those Effing C Words. Happy Friday, MCs. Welcome back to another episode of Ooh, Those Effing C Words. I'm Marcia Cork. You guys wanted it, and now it's here. On today's episode, we have the male POV, the follow-up to episode 19, which was my Changed Ever After episode This week, we're going to hear from three men with different perspectives and points of view when it comes to dating after divorce or separation. And this is going to be through the lens of either being divorced or dating women who are divorced or separated. So I have Malik Pollard, network TV producer and founder of Mad Flavor TV, which streams on multiple platforms with your Comcast Xfinity subscription. Now, Malik has navigated divorce and he's here to talk about it. And Malik, I imagine you can also share some, you know, some observations and preferences on dating women who are divorced or separated as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Perfect. We also have Corey Beelan. Corey is a gym owner and personal fitness trainer here in the DMV. You also know Corey from season four of the Oprah Winfrey Network TV show, Ready to Love. Now, from what I understand, Corey has dated a lot. Even as we speak, he calls himself the first, first, what is it? The first date king is what he has on screen right now. (laughs) So Corey's going to have lots of commentary today. Um, When I reached out to Corey to be on the show, the first thing he said to me was that he has a unique perspective that's going to bring all the smoke. He asked me if I was ready for it. And to be honest, I do not know, but we will see. (laughs) And finally, we have Cornelius Bryant, who also appeared on season four of Ready to Love. Cornelius is an engineer turned model actor who found love on the show. But what I love about Cornelius' perspective really is that with the length of time that he was on the show and the amount of exposure you can get you know, in this very insulated dating environment, I imagine, Cornelius, that you have, you know, seen it all with regard to dating. Ten women at the same time. So you're probably, you've probably seen every relationship status and every relationship scenario that there is. So as a man of faith, I'm looking forward to hearing how your faith also shapes your preferences and the way you move in relationships with, you know, women who are you know, possibly divorced or separated. I know there was a lot of variety in that mix there. And then also dating women who have children from previous relationships. So I think this is a good panel with, you know, some unique perspectives, a little bit of smoke, maybe a little (laughs) bit of smoke and mirrors. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But welcome. I can't wait to start this conversation. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate no, having I'm, me. Yeah. 
I'm amongst two experts here, so I don't know. <laughs> they might have a no, better perspective. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. You guys are all experts, all experts. So <laughs> I want this to be a, a fluid conversation. Now, of course, you know, the women from episode 19 have some questions. You know, I'm going to I'm going to pepper those in, though. I'm going to sprinkle them in. I don't want this to feel like a Q&A. So. I'm going to start off with Malik because Malik, I know you've been, you've navigated divorce. So I want to start with you. When did you know, and I'm going to start this just like I started with the ladies. When did you know it was time to leave? What was a part of that decision? You can be vague. I don't want you to give specific details as it's you know, going to identify anyone, but when did you know it was time to leave? And did you do any type of mental work and preparation to get ready to leave? Uh, I knew it was time to leave when when I basically asked uh, asked her. You know, I, I basically um, we had gotten to a point where um, we actually filed for divorce, and uh, ironically, the day before we were supposed to go to court was our anniversary. And mm-hmm. and at that point, we we had uh, a heart to heart. And I went on with the celebration, like, "Hey, this is our last day. <laughs> we might as well, we might as well take it out with a couple of drinks and a bang." Um, and then, you know, um, I cried, she cried, and we decided that uh, that we would stay married. Uh, unfortunately, um, I don't think we did the work, and so for the next year and a half, we kind of limped along. And uh, and I asked, I said. You know what are we doing? And mm-hmm. uh, and she was very honest and and said to me that, you know, she tried to flip the light switch back on but could not. And it was at that point I was like, well, if if you if you can't, then there's no need for me to be here any longer. And I think probably within two weeks I was gone. So I was preparing for it mentally. I knew that um, although uh, you know I. I uh, did the work myself. I went to, to, to counseling and therapy. We didn't go together, um, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think at that time she felt that that she was the the problem. I was the problem, and so okay. in that conversation that we had, um, you know, a year and a half prior, uh, I said that you know I'm willing to go to therapy. I'm willing to work on myself. She held me to it, and um, mm-hmm. and I held myself to it, but it got to a point where we needed to go together, and we didn't. So okay, you know. was she? Oh, hold on. Oh, quick question. You said that you didn't. I did go to therapy. No, no, no. We didn't, we didn't go. We didn't go as a couple. We did not go as a couple. And, and was that your choice, or or because she didn't want to go as a couple? Um, it it was it was more her saying that I'm not the problem. You need to fix it. And so, you know, and so uh, it got to a point where even my my therapist was like, "Well, I need to have both of you guys here." Yeah, here I'm, very, I'm very surprised at that because you know, for for most women in this scenario, it's usually that the men are reluctant to go to therapy. The women usually want to go, and so to hear you say that you guys didn't do the work, I was actually expecting you to follow up with. You know, she wanted to go to counseling and I didn't want to. But, you know, and I I don't want to say that this is it. My, you know, I was uh, married to a um, somebody who was in public service. 
in okay. a very uh, testosterone-driven mm. profession. Okay. I have a quick question so, for you. <laughs> huh? A quick question. Would you say your ex-wife was a modern-day woman? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. So you can go into another uh, question. I'm asking a question. question. Would you say you classify question. her as a modern day woman? You know, aren't what? we all modern day women? <laughs> you know, Not I'm, no. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, I'll say a couple things, and 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 this is only my perspective and me looking back. You know, um, we we got married after forty. And so after 40, it's almost after like- After 40s, that means she knew better, right? Well, <laughs> people are established, right? Yes. And so, and I think sometimes it may be, you know, um, you think it's easy. I already got my thing, I already got my house, I already got this, I already got everything. Yeah. And um, the only thing you don't have, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> did she have children from a previous relationship? Yes, and so did I. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. keep going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, and you know, um, and it was almost like this is the icing on the cake, uh, to to spend your your latter years or the rest of your years with someone. Um, and and again, um, you know, it it was just one of those things where, you know, I don't really need, or it, this this is something, and and it all it almost felt like. A microwave thing like you know if, if if something was bad it went bad quickly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um but again that's my perspective and like i said um you know my my ex-wife uh, uh was a police officer and i and sometimes and i said you know everyone's a suspect hmm. and i'll leave it at that <laughs> everyone okay. there's, there's there's a little bit of maybe pessimism or yeah 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 so that's why when i say she felt i was the issue um you know and and again i um i blame myself for kind of uh i'm gonna say buying into that but i really was like i'm Mm -hmm. willing to do whatever i need to do to try to fix it but the lights didn't turn on without at the end of it that's what i was told i actually like that analogy so, so okay, I, Laura, you are right. um, has she ever been married previous previous to that? Twice before. She's been married twice. Oh, oh, wow, wow. It's just, ooh, brother, this is the, 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 it's adding up here. It's the snowballing effect here, man. Right what now, is, what, is, what is your analysis? Please share. My analysis is that, that she is someone that should not have been married. She's just she's not wife material. She's she's someone that is. That, that is best suited to raise children on her own, provide for herself, be independent, be strong, and die alone. That's the typical type of type of person. She should have never been qualified for American mm-hmm. tour. Why you say that though? Oh, off the bat. I mean, let's let, let's be honest. Um, when when you get married to someone. This is not a. This is this is not. It, it's a team, but understand when you're in teams, there's a team captain, and vice versa. There's a hierarchy, and a lot of times that when you have alpha women with 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 a lot lot of testosterone built in, 
these type of women work best with beta males. But yet, these alpha women only find themselves being attracted to alpha men, and alpha men do not work with alpha women, a.k.a. the modern woman. That is someone who just should have had, had her kids. She had two chances at she had two chances at a family. You being the third, she blew her chances. If there's no way in hell, anyone well, should be should be considering this woman to be a suitable partner without her having extensive, extensive psychotherapy. Therapy, I agree. I agree. I, there's a lot of validity to what you're saying. I think you. You, you are very direct <laughs> in sharing your opinion, but there is some truth to that. I do think that, um, you know, personalities play a lot in who we choose, but then ultimately who are we, who we are compatible with. And there is probably, she probably attracts or, or feels that she is attracted to people who are just as strong as she is. But then when, she, when they get into the relationship, she finds that, you know, like, like you said, two, two people can't, can't run this, the same mm -hmm. show. Sometimes one of us yeah. has to lead and one of us has to support. And then in other times, the other has to lead and the other has to support. So and, uh, go ahead. Go and, ahead. Then, and, then, and then I was going to say one key thing that you said earlier that I was kind of listening. You said that she did. You said you wanted to go to therapy, but she didn't. Yeah. So she wanted to do the work, but she didn't want to do the work. So that already was showing the, yes. like you said, that dynamic a little bit where the yeah. modern day woman lacks accountability. Yeah. And anytime that you force the modern day woman to have accountability, she will terminate that relationship and do all counterproductive things to end it. Well, I wouldn't assign that in a modern. <laughs> Something messed up over there. You're right. saying some stuff that got the guy exactly. to Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> and getting you over there. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't align that to being a modern day woman because if, you know, if you're talking about uh, the alpha woman and the alpha male, these things have existed since the beginning of time. So it's not a modern day woman. I would say it's just a person, just a personality type. And um, you can still be an A-type personality and still know when to fall back because we have to navigate these types of relationships, you know, at work, sibling dynamics, you know, it, it doesn't just play out in relationships. So it's really just a matter of knowing when you need to fall back or when you're willing, being willing to fall back sometimes. So I don't think that has anything to do with a, a modern day woman, so to speak. But okay. when we're talking about the therapy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me respond. Let me add to that real quick. Right. So I know some people are going to say, well, he can't say all he can't say everybody. You're right. But but we do do generalizations a lot. Yeah. And so when I say generalization, Generally, a person that graduates college makes more money than a person that graduates high school, right? Mm, not necessarily. No, no. I said, I said generally. I said generally, a person with a college degree makes more money than than a person with a high school with a high school diploma, right? Generally. Okay, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Okay, but not all the time. But generally, which is the reason why people do certain things. So when I make statements. Of in in totality, I'm I'm making statements in general. A general thing, yeah. Oh, what have you? Because some a lot of people will will kick back like, "Oh, that's not everybody." But in generally, this is the case. Yeah. We make decisions based on the rule, not the exception. 
And so when I make these statements about the modern day women, I can start pulling out data left and right that, that will completely support what the general the general or what the rule is. Right. Yeah, he trying to be on this okay. Kevin Samuels right now. <laughs> no, 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 okay, okay. First of all, I hate when people say this. He's on some Kevin Samuel type stuff. No, I'm Ooh. not mad what you just said. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying the general. Like, like it's to the point now that when someone says something that that's that doesn't go with the norm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he's Kevin Samuel, dude. I've been saying for the last thirty years. For the last thirty years, certain things about men and women. 30 years. My, my, my own mama says certain things about about men and women dating. But it's like now if someone says something that that one of the persons said, all of a sudden there's a Kevin Samuel thing. No, it's not a Kevin okay. Samuel thing. So let me, hear from, let me hear from you, Corey, with regard to relationships. And of course, like I said, we're talking through the lens of dating um, post-divorce or separation, but we also have our preferences. We have preferences and orientations. We know you know, who we think we're compatible with. We have types sometimes. So what is your type? What do you look for in a relationship? And are you open to women who have been divorced or separated or long-term previous relationships? Um, well, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. The older I get, the more precise I get with it. And like somebody for myself, I'll say this again. The type of woman I'm attracted to is a woman that's fit, feminine, friendly, and cooperative with no kids. Just, just to get started. Then, and then after that, everything after that is negotiable when, okay. when, it comes to, to, when it comes to dating a woman. Because I know that there's no such thing as a perfect woman. But I got standards. Just like a lot of women got standards, us men got standards. Okay. Especially especially if, if I'm asked to be responsible for a woman, then, then guess what? There's certain standards that you got to pass. And what and were those three F's again? Fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. If, if a woman really wants to increase her chances of getting the type of man that she wants, us men, men we are visual creatures. And so if you're sickly, and you know what? If you look sickly, and let's be honest, being overweight is a sign of sickness. If if you look sickly, it's going to decrease your value of a man wanting want to rock with you. If you're not friendly, that's friendly. going to decrease your chances of of a man wanting to rock with you. Okay. If, if you're not feminine, the, feminine, the most turn off, the biggest turn off to a lot of men is a, is a woman masculinity. Don't no man want to be. Don't no man want to be at, be with no woman that's put work with some woman, and the first thing she's gonna say, "I got my own. I don't need you. I, I, I'm good." Who wants? Who wants to? Who wants to invest in a woman that does that feels like she doesn't need them? Okay. And then, like me myself, I don't have any children. I'm a firm believer that people who don't have children should date people who don't have children, and people who have children should date people who got children. Okay. So, what about confidence? Because if we're talking about um, coming out of a relationship and sometimes there's trauma, there's baggage that comes with being in a previous relationship, I want to know how that fits into your overall rubric. <laughs> yeah, so after I get through the preliminaries of just getting started, then we, then I personally start diving into the personality, the background, where you're from, 
how you get to where you get to, uh, what are your issues, what are you doing? But I start diving into these things. And, and if I feel that it's too much for me to handle or would like to handle, I'm going to go on. But if it's just enough for me to deal with, then I'm a firm believer in that, hey, look, sometimes you need to get help expertise or some type of guidance to navigate relationships. These relationships are a very complex thing, complex thing to navigate when you got two people who don't really know how to navigate in a relationship. So mm-hmm. be humble enough to say, hey, my mom always told me, she said, Corey, the best time to prepare for war is doing peace. Mm-hmm. So while it's good, why not get some help? Help may, help may come from a relationship sp- specialist or counselor help may come from couples that have been happily married for years. Okay. And you, and you see that kind of counseling and wisdom insight from professionals when you're dating. Oh, maybe even advances to a long-term relationship. At what point do you entertain that? Uh, There's no time limit. It just all depends on, Hey, I got my checklist going on. You into me like I'm into you. You're emotionally available. A lot of women would tell you, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm emotionally available for a marriage. But when, when in the real case, they're not. They're not. And okay. so once I've gotten the information that I needed, then I, I got to make a hard decision. Is this somebody, like I said before, this is somebody I want to rock with or somebody I don't want to rock with? Yeah. And and a lot of women, I'm be honest, a lot of modern day women are just not fit for marriage. They're fit for starting a family, ending it, starting another family, ending it, starting another relationship, ending it, starting another... That's what they're fit for. All right. So what does... Where does this come from? I want to hear from all of you on this. Your your models for relationships. Who do you look to to model your relationship? So as far as... Friends. Go ahead, Cornelia. Yeah. I was going to say, as far as me, um, so my grandparents were married, you know, before passing away for about at least over 80 years uh, since they was like teens. So they both passed away when they was like, you know, 90s, okay. uh, you know, 90 years old, older. And so they would be married like over 80 years. So um, and then my parents are currently will be married 40 years. So I'm I'm used to seeing that dynamic yeah. of um, but I would say my grandmother my grandfather had a nice yin and yang. My grandmother was definitely a, um, uh, I guess you would say a, a leader and somebody that had, was very vulturous, you know, mm-hmm. is what they talked and, you know, so they definitely was, you know, I'll get you, what's the word? A strong woman, I guess you would say in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then my, my grandfather was also strong as well and had a, a, a provider, lover, you know, like he had that same type. So it was nice little balance there. So it's the same thing with my parents. They have that kind of like that balance. My mom, she's a, business owner, you know, has her own stuff going on. My dad also is a business owner as well. So they kind of both still work together. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, I've always been attracted to uh, a woman that is a leader, that is strong, that is, even though they might say, oh, you may not be able to handle that. I may not be as loud as boisterous as she may be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when it's time that I need to say something, I'm going to say something or I'm going to make sure I put her in check or I'm going to make sure that, hey, look, we need to talk or I need to, you know, like, but I may you know out and about, we may, you know, I may let you pop off with the boot. But when we get in closed doors, like, hey, yeah, you just sit down somewhere. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's a good balance 
you know, um, um, you know, that I've always had. And that's what most of my relationships has always kind of like been like, oh, it's that look. <laughs> you, if I, I may not say nothing across the room, but I may look at you across the room like, yeah. like, chill out. you know what I mean? And so, I've seen it happen before too. Cornelius <laughs> gives the death stare and, 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 and they be like, he's giving me that look. So I've seen that look. It works, lady. It's real. Oh yeah. Nonverbal communication, especially with you when you're with someone who speaks it. Yeah. Cornelius does that very well. <laughs> I'm a little off. I'm a little off on the back end. I'm real nice and public, but I'm a little off on the back end. But 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 um but yeah, I've always been attracted to a strong woman, you know, strong mm-hmm. women, you know, especially coming off the show. Everybody was like, How are you gonna be able to deal with a type of girl like that? I was like, You'll be surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what I'm used to. That's why I was that's why I was attracted to that. Cause actually she reminded me of a girl that I dated coming out of college. <laughs> you know, what I mean? they acted similar. Uh so it was it was nothing for me. Um so yeah, I would say that. Okay. Malik, you've been quiet for a minute. <laughs> you know what? I, no, I was sitting here and I was thinking about, when, you know, that question you, and you, when you said about who do I look to as a, I guess, a role model, a role model yeah. relationship. Um, outside of my, um, probably my grandmother and grandfather, um, you know, sometimes what you think you know, and then when you, what you learn later can shock mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, and uh, I would, true. if you had asked me that question probably six months ago, I probably would have said, you know, my aunt and uncle uh, that raised me. Um, but you know, it, it, just a recent conversation with my aunt, she, you know, she had she was very transparent, and she said, had your uncle not got sick, we may not have made it. And it shocked me because that's all I knew since I was like 10 years old. I mean, through the 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 black power movement and everything and, and changing their names to African names or whatever, I always was like, you know, they stood by each other and, yeah. and freedom fighters with each other and everything for each other. And so uh, it was a shock to hear that. Yeah, um, that you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And, and as children, we don't know. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because it ain't our business. That's right. grown business. And sometimes bro. it is better to see the ups and downs, to have people model mm-hmm. the ups and downs and that right. you can overcome the downs. Right. You know, when you talk about and, the and, and valleys. Sometimes you need to see both to know that you can overcome right. When you get I mean, and if there's anything to model, obviously, it's that they were able to, through those ups and downs, obviously, um, you know, they were able to stay married uh, 40, you know, 40 plus years. But, um, it, you know, I would have, and, and I'm still probably uh, would consider them as a model because, mm-hmm. like I said, um you know, you need two people that's willing to fight for it, yeah. willing to fight for each other. And um, I definitely believe my aunt fought, and I definitely, and I think my my uncle did as well. So, um, you know, I would say my aunt and uncle, um, even with that little that little shocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, but that's I- what happens when you. That's what happens when you get older. You, you know, you you you. Your folks start telling you things that you be like, 
I didn't know any of this. They but, tell you what you can handle when you're ready to handle it. Right, when you're ready, <laughs> you're ready to, handle to handle it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I that was, question you know, is actually one that came from the women in the panel. And we're going to get back to you. We're going to get back to you. So <laughs> just to, to give you some context, um, they were asking that question because of a, a little bit of what we were saying before, that sometimes they the men in their lives aren't aren't willing to do counseling, aren't willing to put in the work. And in these cases, they were and the men were not. So to hear you all kind of advocate for therapy and 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 say that you're willing to do it, willing to put in that work that maybe you all are dating with, you know, purpose and intention. And this could come from us all being in our 40s. I mean, I don't know if this might have been a different conversation if I was talking to all of you in your 20s and 30s. But <laughs> yeah. so what now, she's saying is, um, you know, are, is there are you ready to be married? Are you really dating with purpose and intention to 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 ride this out, to put in the work that it takes to sustain this? Are you doing this because you've seen positive examples of marriage and that's what you want for yourself? Or is it more of societal pressure? Is it more of it's time to get married because now I'm in my 40s or all of my friends are getting married or, you know, my family is pressuring. And then maybe you are maybe you approach marriage or, or the amount of work that you're put in, willing to put into it, um, depending on why why you're getting married, if it's of your own yeah. choice or if it's from societal pressure in any way. Yeah, I would say to that, um, for me, um, I probably didn't start thinking about marriage until probably maybe four to five years ago um, when I think I started, I guess it's one of those things where you realize, okay, in order for me to accomplish everything I need to accomplish, I need a helpmate. I need somebody to help push me. I need help, somebody to help, you know, um, you know, I can't do all, I can't do everything by myself. You know, if I'm starting a business, if I'm, if I'm mm -hmm. doing this over here and doing that over there, if I'm outside cutting the grass and I come back in the house, like I cook, my, cook for myself too, you know, <laughs> so it, it, it definitely gets very toasting. So when you're trying to, you know, you're trying to handle and manage so many different things, yeah. um, I guess this goes back to, you know, that's the Bible that, you know, when Adam and Eve, that's why he created Eve, because Adam had all the animals that he had to name. And he had so much work to do that at the point he was just like, I, I need help. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, he gave him somebody to, you know, come along and come along the ride. But also, too, is knowing your purpose, obviously, too, you know, knowing mm -hmm. what you're meant to do on this earth. Uh, and if you know what you're meant to do on this earth, it kind of helps. So when you somebody does come along, you say, hey, this is what I want to do. We want to, bam, we got this business started. This is where we're trying to go. And this is where we're trying to go. And, and if you're a believer in, in God, this is where I feel like God is leading us and leading us in the, in the marriage together. And where we can go, so. Now, from the, I'm 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 glad, Pastor. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <don't> <laughs> this testimony from a from a biblical standpoint, but from a non-biblical standpoint, from a non-biblical standpoint, um, I personally wish that the older generation would would talk to us and stop lying to us about about relationships. Because the fact of the matter is, is that we were not put here on this planet to be alone. Okay. We, we strive in community and we die in isolation. And so if people, now, now keep in mind, my parents have been married 53 years, overly, overly happily married. I've never seen anything quite like that, like that, right? 
Okay. And, and to me, growing up, every, I grew up in a three hundred a three hundred town a three hundred um, house community. Everybody's married. Everybody is is, is a double parent household. So I've, I've seen this on, on, on multiple different levels. Okay. If people would actually, if 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 we would actually talk to our children early and start teaching them about, hey, you need to be prepared to lead a family. You, you need to be prepared to take care of a family. Hey, this is how you interact with a partner. This is how you support, you, you, you give, you pour in, you receive. All the things that actually matter in relationships and being able to sustain these relationships, I think people would, would be getting union earlier and also staying together. Because what happens is, what, what a lot of people don't realize this, is that when you, we are creatures of habit. When you get into a relationship and get out of a relationship, if you do that enough, that's all you really know how to do is get in and get out. You, you've never developed the, the skill to actually problem solve, get over, keep moving. I was talking to a couple that was married 62 years and I asked them one time, I said, hey, what was, your, what was your big secret of staying together? And she said, simply, just don't break up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's like that. Oh, it's always going to be problems. You're going to have problems by yourself. You have problems with my else. So where so, was the lie? Where was the lie? Where did where do you feel like we're being misled? Well, by, personally, um, me personally, I think the modern woman is being misled. Telling telling her to the point that, hey, you don't need a man. Uh, it's better to be by yourself than, than being in, in in a certain situation. It, that's a lie because right now. I've been having this conversation a lot lately. I'll get phone calls and like, hey, I'm 40 plus. You're 40 plus. You're single. I'm single. Hey, let's get together. And I'm like, wait a minute, Shorty. You've been used and abused and, and, and all that other stuff. Why all of a sudden now would I want to rock with you? Because they're finding out that the these modern day women are finding out that the career is not as fulfilling as they thought it would be. They're starting to find out that, oh, I can't have a child because I'm so much older now and it's really expensive to try to do it medically. They start, they start realizing these, these non-truths, like the, the best superpower that a woman has is the ability to, to procreate. That's, that's the, her number one superpower, but, but they lied to these women and told them, Hey, you don't have to have children. You can wait. It's not that important. Get a career. It's not. My mother would tell you right now, my mother is a career woman, and she will tell you, she says, yo, when I say career woman, meaning she's running her own department, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. She tells me, she says, yo, there was nothing more fulfilling in life than having, than having two sons and a husband. Mm -hmm. she, said, she said, the career doesn't match up. And I'm having this conversation a lot with women where they'll tell me, yo, it's, it's not. It's, so what do you want? Wrong. What do you Come want? You know what has been modeled for you? based on what you've dissected in these relationships that you um, feel are adequately representative of what you want. What do you want? Say that one more time. I said, I said, based on your analysis or your observation of these relationships that seem to represent what you want, you know, the ideals that come out of the conversations that you've had with your elders and these relationships that you, that you look up to, what do you want in a relationship? What I would want is a to have a, is, is to procreate with a woman. That's that's the number one thing is procreate with her. Second, I would like to have a fruitful partnership, not a marriage, a fruitful partnership, lifetime partnerships. Because right now, marriages are only 
good for a minimum of 12 months. After 12 months is over, your marriage could be over at any given moment. And I only say 12 months because in most states, in order to file for divorce, you have to be separated for at least 12 months. Okay. So you don't, so are you saying you don't need to be in a marriage? Me personally, I personally don't need to have a ceremony. I don't need to have a, have a sheet of paper to say that I'm married. Being married is a, is, is not fully based on, Hey, you had a ceremony, you signed a piece of paper. Being married is a commitment between you and another person. Being married is a, is a daily activity. Being married is a mental an emotional commitment, commitment to be to, to be had. Because right now, when I look at it, the way I see it now, based off relationships today, the big commitment is not marriage, it's children. Because when you have a child with somebody, your partner's for at least 18 years. You have to deal with this person for 18 years. If you, t- hey bro, let me ask you a question, bro. When you got married, was, was this your first marriage or second marriage? For me, it was my second yeah. Your second. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. On your second marriage, if 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 the state told you if you marry this woman, you had to stay with her for 18 years, living in the same house for 18 years, no matter what, would you still have married, to be honest? Uh yeah, no, I mean look. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing, Corey. Would you, would you have stayed with her? Would you have married her if they told you you got to stay in the house with her for 18 years? Well, you know what? I mean, at the time, I would have probably taken that and said yes. But but as you said, you know, um, you know, once you are are in it, um, and and things happen, you're going to be tested. I mean, you know, your, your, your union, your marriage, I mean, just living with someone is going to be tested. It's really going to come down to how you handle that, how you grow from it uh, individually and together. Um, and so some can and some can't. So, you know. Um, let, me give you, let, me give you, let me give you a little insight. Most people would say no. If they know they got a role with 18 years, they're saying no. Yeah, so right. you're saying they're willing to do that with having children. Yeah, they'll have no like, going into it. It perplexes me. I, I to this day I don't get this. If a woman's goal, especially especially if she's black, if you're a black woman, if your goal is to get married and have a family, the most unproductive, counterintuitive thing you can ever do is go out and have a child out, outside of wedlock. But they do it. I don't, I just do not understand. Help me understand that. If your goal as a black woman is, hey, someday I want to get married and have a family, and you go out and have a kid with a guy that you are not married to, the numbers tell you that you are not going to get married until after your kids are 20 some plus years. I mean, 20 some plus years of being in and out of relationships or the bulk of it being alone. I don't get it. I would never do it. Have you been married before, Corey? The answer to that question will be no for right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can you explain that answer? (laughs) Um, I I was putting that answer to the point where there have been women that I was ready to emotionally, physically, financially, mentally, Make them my life partner, and and move forward from that from that point. 
So, so yes, there have been two women that I'm ready to say, hey, look, you it, this is it. But these women, but, but those particular women would always come back around and say, you're an awesome guy, but you're a great guy, but you're too proactive, but. And I just be like, all right, cool, cool. Keep okay. it moving. There is a woman out here that that that's for me that that has the same values, that values family. Being married is not just like I said, being married is not something that you just do. It's something that you live. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. your family. I, I, would, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, yeah. you know, you definitely and and, and I, um, you know, again, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you definitely want a, a life partner. Um, I mean, because for some people, marriage is, is a status, it's a piece of paper, it's whatever. Uh, it's $30,000 or more than that that you spent for other people to, to come and drink your drink and eat your food. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you definitely, you know, you want a life partner. You want a life partner. That That has to be what you strive for. Uh, but we have to come in the form of a piece of paper or a ring. I mean, but we're not being taught that women are constantly. I've had the conversation of a woman, a woman of the day who's in her forties. I say, hey, would you just mind just meeting a guy and just start a family? And you guys agree to start a family? She's like, no, I gotta be married first. I gotta be married first. I was like, why? A, a marriage is not a guarantee that you guys want to be together. The child is a guarantee because. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me. I mean, I would with the, with that. I would disagree with that part about the marriage part. I mean, a lot of people they want to actually. I mean, depending on, like you said, depending on your morals, right? Depending on what your morals are, depending on what your what your uh, beliefs are. But a lot of times, like you said, out of wedlock. If I have a child with you without, you know, and I'm not married, and that's out of wedlock. So I want to make sure that we sanctify that we have that commitment. And then we can have a child. You know, that's that's how I would want. That's actually why I haven't been, you know, married or had but, a child but, but yet Camellius, because I want to make sure. Not, but but the marriage is not a guarantee that y'all gonna be together. No, it's Camellius. not. It's it's not right. It's not right. But like I said, it just depends on your morals, right? If if, if you do something before God and you taking you taking your vows seriously, then yes, it is a commitment. It is something that you're gonna stay in. But if you don't take it seriously. Then no, you can just get you can get divorced, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's not saying divorce is right, but I mean, I'm not trying to be real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, through, mm-hmm. through the law, I I hear. Martin, I, hear I want to hear from Malik. What were you about to oh, say? Yeah. I, I hear what, what Cornelius is saying, and and, in de- and definitely, if you both have those spiritual values, uh, and I guess uh, you know, maybe even of the same uh, denomination or faith. Um, but you know, when I got married, it, you know, it was two becoming one before God and, uh, you know, the human, human beings are human beings. I, I, I understand, I understand that you, you take those vows seriously and, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's the, the, the spiritual aspect of it. But at the end of the day, if we're just human, um, you know, again, you could, you could, you could do that in front of a pastor and still, get divorced and what what was ours is now mine and look <laughs> once you okay. once you bring the human element into anything and you know how it is once yeah. you bring the, into it, the, the, so spir- the spiritual aspect sometimes just 
goes straight out the window. And then, and I always even say too, and then I kind of go even from from geographically too, as far as marriage. Like, so I I realized when I was living in Kansas, that was a lot of people's ceiling was to just get married, have their kid, and just be in their house, and that's it. Which for me, I'm like, okay, there's got to be more to it than just this. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of times, a lot of people when I live when I live in Kansas, when I lived in Memphis, a lot of people get married. There wasn't as many distractions because of the city life or because mm-hmm. of uh, uh, the fast area. pace. Yeah. yeah, but I found that I've been up here in the D.C. area. People, uh, you know, they be they, they maybe divorced, whatever. But they, well, well, like you said, do a career, maybe get married after forty or late late thirties because they're doing a career. It's just a fast paced life out here, and you can mm-hmm. actually do that out here and actually have options of hanging out. Because a lot of people, I, I go out certain places. It'd be people older than me partying and kick, you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah. but if you go down south, you may not get those type of environments mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? So it's easier to kind of like, kind of like play the field. And, and it's like I said, it's a serial dating area mm-hmm. out here. You got, the, you got the DC, you got Maryland, you got Virginia. It's a lot of options, a lot of, you know, and everybody's yeah. got a career. Everybody's got uh, uh, making six figures, uh, uh, um, got their own stuff going on, business, whatever. Everybody's got something going. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, he's a, engineer or oh he's a business like i can go from and actually continue to date certain a level of, of guys out here so especially for black women you know what you about to so, you know, you know, so you said something Cornelius. you said serial serial dating so i want to i want to ask this since, since we're talking about dating after divorce or separation and malik you mentioned earlier um one of you mentioned earlier about the uh you know, the 12 months that you have to wait before you can file for divorce, things like that. So how soon is too soon coming off of <laughs> coming out of a relationship, divorce, separation, long-term relationship? How probably, soon is too soon before you jump into another relationship? Can I start? Then I'll let, then I'll let Corey jump in. Sure. Um, you know what, for me, for me, um, and Corey asked earlier, this was my second marriage. And, and, and like, I, like I said, I felt that um, I, I started the work. I'm not going to say that, you know, obviously, uh, you know, therapy and, and counseling is something that is continuous or can be. So I started the work and coming out of it, I just I wasn't really looking to date. Um it's funny because I have friends, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 50 now. I turned 50 this year. But I have friends in their, their late 40s, 50s who mm-hmm. have said, you know, they go to dinner by themselves. They go to movies by themselves. They do. Mm-hmm. They, they go on trips by themselves, all of that. But for me, since I was 16, I've never really had to do anything by myself. And so it was kind of weird. And I was like, I. You know, I could go to a movie by myself, but I laugh a little harder when somebody's laughing next yeah. to me. So, okay. so I, I was a little selfish in that. You know, I was, I was going out with women, but to me, it was hanging out. I, it, I wasn't. It wasn't intentional. I wasn't mm-hmm. looking for anything. I wasn't trying to, you know, uh, part my French. I wasn't trying to fuck them at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I just was like. I'm using you for as much as you using me because I'd rather go to the movie with, with companionship yeah. than, than to go alone. Yeah. So I did that for a while, for a long while. And it was funny how uh, some women was like, you know, I don't know. They were kind of like, well, is that it? And I was like, yeah, that's it. You know, we over, we ate. 
And then it was another thing. It was like because I I, I am where I am, you know. If we you go, said, well, that's the night. <laughs> yeah, if we go somewhere like Roof Chris or we go to a nice restaurant, I'm like, well, I don't eat at Applebee's, so I'm not going to take you to Applebee's. But it it's not that I'm trying to hit yeah. or anything. Just understand, I like a good steak, <laughs> but I want to enjoy it with somebody with I can have a conversation with. So yeah. I did that for a long while. And then finally, um, you know, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to say finally. Uh, then I met someone that, I, that, you know, we hung out and I was interested in. And the funny thing about it is I told my ex because my ex kind of knew them, mm-hmm. even though, um, you know, it's social media is one thing where, where you, don't, you, you, you don't know somebody, but you feel like you know them. Right, and, you're familiar. Uh, ladies that that going around saying sis, everybody's not your sis. Yeah. I don't call everybody my bro, but anyway, that's a whole other thing. Uh, and so, but I wanted to make sure she didn't hear it from somebody else. So I told her, I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about dating. Or so how long was that after divorce? Uh, shoot, that was, then the pandemic happened. That probably was two years of okay. me just kind of, yeah, kind of just hanging out or whatever. Okay. Now, I say everybody I hung out with, you know, it, it was just like, look, if if, if, it, if shit happened, it happened. I'm sorry, I'm cussing. No, you did. It happened, it happened, but I wasn't really, that wasn't my intent. It was just okay. me trying to, you know, be like, I don't want to go to the movies by myself or okay. whatever. I, I, I'd rather do it with somebody and, and have a good time. So, okay. That was the, that was my approach. So maybe two years before I really started thinking about dating, but in between that time, I was hanging out with people. All right, yeah. Corey and Cornelius, how soon is too soon? What I what well, me personally, I don't think there's nothing ever too soon. I mean, if you can if you can get divorced on Sunday, be dating on Monday. Oh um, <laughs> yeah, I, see. I already know that's how you. But mean. if you do that, <laughs> here's my caveat to that, right? If you do that. You have to be first honest with yourself and then honest with the person that you're spending time with. And when I say honest with yourself, you need to be honest with yourself and say, what are you emotionally available for? If you're just emotionally available for just some type of companionship and hanging out, tell the person that you're rocking, that's spending their time, hey, I'm emotionally available for just hanging out. Then let them. I was very honest. So that's a good point. Then, then let them make a decision if they want to pr- do that. If you're emotionally available to actually start a family with with somebody, tell the person where you're at and hopefully that they're being honest and say, hey, I'm on the same page or I'm not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't be, a lot of people aren't being honest, A, with their partner, but they expect their partner to be honest with them. And then they're not being honest with themselves to say, this is, hey, I just yeah. want to bring the benefit. It's okay, that's ladies. If that's what you want to do, as long as everybody, as long as everybody's being safe, then say that's what I want. But if, hey, uh, if you're looking to really rock with somebody and, and you are emotionally available to really invest, let your partner know and proceed. So, like I said, there's never no too soon, as long as everybody's being honest mm-hmm. about where they are emotionally. Okay, Cornelius. Well, I, I would say, I would say. Um, it's going to probably be a little bit opposite of that in a sense. But um, for me, I would say anyway, I think there needs to be some time, right? 
I think a lot of times, especially if there's sex involved, if you, you know, or especially come, come out of marriage for sure. And then even if you're with somebody like, you know, just dating or whatever, and y'all been together for like a year or whatever, you know, time period. Mm -hmm. And and there's definitely emotional uh, ties that's been happening, spiritual ties that's happened, regardless of you spiritual or not. There's, there's ties that happen where, um, you know, you may know that person's day. You may know, okay, I know at this time I usually call them, but now that you're not talking anymore, it's like now you have to like you like you, you you're in your mind you're programmed to like damn I'm supposed to be calling around this time. It's like now you have to to me it, it need time to heal to kind of like get that out of your system in a way, mm -hmm. um, so that you're not taking that into another situation. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I dated somebody at the end of twenty um, sorry, 2019, 2020, 2020, I dated somebody towards the end of twenty twenty. When I broke up with her. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill out, you know, especially I think that was kind of like during the pandemic a little bit or kind of telling the, the pandemic okay. where we, everybody was closed in the house and we, you know, needed therapy and this and that, whatever. I said, I'm gonna get back into the church. I, I was here, but I, I hadn't been a member here the whole time I lived here mostly until okay. like until 2021. So beginning of 2021, after I got, I'm come out of relationship, I said, I'm gonna get involved in church. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely uh, uh, dove myself into the service and try to get, you know, figure out what's going on and, and really seek that spiritual leadership so that if I, when I do get in a relationship, I'll at least have some kind of guidance or mm -hmm. somebody I can go to for guidance. Uh, so that, you know, when I do get into something later on, it would, you know, so like I said, even before, like I said, getting on the show, I hadn't dated anybody, you know, I think it was like seven, eight months. I hadn't dated anybody or even when I think I went out maybe one day, I didn't even go on dates. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. just because I wanted to make sure I got that person out of my system and I did the right healing and all that, all those different things. So like I said, everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody can just jump in one. And then, but to me, I feel like when you do that, you can take certain baggage and then throw it to the other person where a lot of things you just say, oh, they used to do this yeah. and you'll put that on the other person. They may yeah. do one little slight thing, maybe similar. And you're like, oh, you see, you're doing the same thing. And I'm like, no, I'm really not. But and that was one of the still... things I put in our conversation points for the night was, you know, sins of the husband or, you know, sins of the sins of the other, basically. I, and carry I, I have a question for the Cornelius. next relationship. What was that, Corey? I say I got a question for Cornelius. <laughs> because because we all know that Cornelius is my boy. And Cornelius always refers back to what a time for relationships. Oh, I got to go to church and, and get spiritual guidance through the church. My question is, has it ever really been an option to go talk to the people who know you the best and that you've seen firsthand how a relationship should work? Why not use them as your major, major counsel? No, I do, actually. I, use, I, I talk to my mom a lot. I talk to my, my dad as a firm believer, kind of, you know, he'll tell me some things here and there, but he kind of lets me figure things out as well. But like I said, I go to my mom all the time. I go to my cousin. I think a lot of times I go to probably more guys now. I'm starting to learn to go to more guys for mm -hmm. counseling because a lot of times I was going to my, well, I'm trying to think. I was going to my cousin, well, a female cousin who is single. And a lot of times I would tell her certain things, but at the same time, it can be, um, it can be more quicker to, especially she's, the fact that she's single, it can be the fact that, oh, it can be quicker to retreat versus like stay in it. Now, you know, I'm seeking out, you know, me still in a relationship. Um, you know, I went to one counseling with a pastor, but I also want to go through another program where they match you with another married couple. Yeah. I feel like that would help give some type of backing of, of really at least having another married couple to kind of seek you and counsel you in the same time. And they also being Christian as well, but also being real at the same time. And so uh, 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 a lot of times, you know, people get engaged. 
but then they go through marriage counseling. But I firmly believe a pre pre engagement counseling. Yeah. Uh, so that way, before you put it, you know, put a ring on, put it on Instagram, you know, blow it up. Hey, I'm getting, I'm getting engaged. And then you're like, all right, now I got to break this off, or I got to go and go through it because I heard made an announcement about it. So, so I said, so what? Who cares what the complete changes take on social media? Who cares? This was this, this, this is the reason why I was saying this is the reason why I'm saying I like pre-engagement counsel because you know, a lot of times people will, will will go ahead and just get married, even though they see the problems when they go through marriage counseling. When after they got engaged, they will they will see a lot of the problems, but they was like, well, I didn't already made it, now I already put it out there. My parents, we already planned and stuff, and they'll go ahead and just get married. Yeah. But if you yeah. can see those things before you even get engaged, you can kind of, you know, you can you cut that embarrassment part out or that part where you feel like you have to go ahead and just do it. Yeah. So you can negotiate some terms around it or, you know, mm-hmm. how to how to resolve it. OK, but before we move mm-hmm. on from that, you um, you all all had varying opinions on when is too soon or if too soon even exists. But what about um, just based on principle, if we're talking about, um, you know, someone being separated legally separated but not divorced any 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 philosophy or principles there on whether it's okay to date while a person is still legally married but separated what's the difference <laughs> what if you decide to, what's other side once again this whole separation thing is a legal term once you decide i'm out it's over okay oh, I'm separated. it's over okay once you break yeah. that it's over Malik, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, look, um, for all intents and purposes, you know, uh, I was separated, still living in the home. But at the point where, at the point where I left, mm-hmm. um, I knew I wasn't ever coming back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? At the point where I left, I knew I, I wasn't coming back. Uh, I fought as hard as I was going to fight. And, and, you know, um, and so, yeah, that whole separation thing and, you know, and it's, yeah, it's a legal, it's a legal thing. They want you to be, you know, um, uh, separate from the home uh, for a certain amount of time. And I think even in Maryland, that law has changed uh, a little bit um, where you don't, where it doesn't require the 12 months. and so, no, Malik, you know, not Maryland, Malik, it's still 12 months of, of living in separate residence. Okay, okay. You have to be yeah, in residence for 12 months before filing for divorce. Yeah, and, and, and you know, if I'm going to be totally honest, um, you know, I was separated all the time. I was hanging out and everything. And, yeah, and that's probably one together, of the reasons why. That's yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why I had to go to my ex because we were still married at the point where I said, "Yeah, I'm ready to date." And so at that point, I was like, you know, I I was like, "Yeah, let's let's get divorced because it's done." <laughs> and 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 Cornelius, so, Cornelius um, where are you on that? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um. Because the thing is, I've, I've dated women that will say, I'm, and like I said, it's depending on what you believe them or not, they'll say I'm separated mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm done with my husband. But at the mm-hmm. same time, they still live in the house with them. So I don't know if you really separated or if you really, y'all, y'all still could be messing around too. I don't know what y'all doing, you know, mm-hmm. or y'all could, you may say, I think I was one girl, I think I was talking to one time and, and um, she said she was filing for divorce. 
And I said, okay. <laughs> so I was, you know, so I talked to her anyway because I was okay. She said she filed for divorce. I'll talk to her in the meantime, whatever. And we will see if we can do something after they finally get divorced. We can actually get in a relationship. But at the same time, we were kind of like, we had this little thing. We was, you know, we had, you know, I come in town, I hang out with her, you know. And then, man, I look <laughs> okay. on Facebook. I always find that funny when, when people say he's filing for divorce. Yeah, it's about a two week process. You don't go in every day for two weeks. You go in one time, five pay workers over with. So, yeah, so she said she was filing. But next thing I know, I look around Christmas time, I'm trying to hang out with her, and she's up taking pictures with her husband. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then, and then he's, and then he's, he's on the back end, um, messaging me. And so, this, we actually meet her, me, her, and me, and her husband actually played, used to play football together. So, he, he was on Facebook too. So, he actually messaged me on Facebook, was like, hey man, why are you doing my wife? I'm like, she told me she was separated. <laughs> oh, goodness. She told me she was separated. I'm thinking, oh, bro, I'm not trying to mess with her if she if she's still with you. You know what I mean? And so, but that's what she was telling me. And then find out she was lying. She was saying she was separate, but they were still, I don't know what they was doing. But it, it so, so now I'm a little bit more cautious when a woman says that uh-huh. just because of that experience. And so when she's that. separated, until I see some papers that you divorced, I'm not doing it. But okay. Well, Cornelius, the way you saw that is, is to ask to come over for a home visit. Hey, can I come over for dinner? If she can't let you come over, she, they still right. together. That right. part. And that was, and the funny thing, I was calling the house. Like, you know, we called each other really early in the morning. I called the house one morning. And uh, I think he messaged me, like, hey, man, you waking us up. <laughs> making, making us up. Wow. I, I'm over here looking over. I guess he looked over on the phone and said, I'll call. And I was like, bruh, y'all in the bed together? Like, come on, I'm dead. Hey, hey, so, hey Cornelius, they, they laying in bed. He want to do it. And she's like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. She rolled up and texts you, hey, I can't sleep. What you doing? That, <laughs> that part. That part. That's exactly what she's doing. I definitely, yeah, I definitely need to gauge uh, what what does separation mean with with, with yeah. women. Um, so now, in, in in the same in the same house, definitely not because, like you said, if I can't come over there or or, or come over to your crib or whatever, that's 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 the issue. Like, well, you can't come over. You know, I'm not coming over if you still live with your your separated husband anyway. But well, the other thing, say, you all are surprising me with a lot of your answers tonight. <laughs> and, and, and look, the other the, the other thing is, I, I don't know if this is a woman a woman thing, but uh, when you tell a guy that you know they always have a special place in the, in <laughs> your heart, I'm not dealing with that woman because if he always has a special place in your heart. Then that means he always from a guy's perspective. Because if you tell me that, I'm gonna be like, oh, well, then I know I can come back whenever I whenever I want. Now maybe that may be my arrogance, but the fact that you told me that gives me a little inkling that yeah, I probably could come back. (laughs) All right. So where are you all now? What are you looking for? Oh, Jesus. Well, like in this relationship. and it's funny, I think I, I don't know if we got to it or not, but I know you had had a, a question on there about uh, dating somebody that's been previously engaged or something like that. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously coming from the show and everything, I'm sure it's yeah. known, but, uh, you know, I'm dating somebody that was actually engaged three times. So mm-hmm. I think in, 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 in dealing with, in the situation currently, I, I, that's why I'm being very, that's why currently I am going through or we're getting ready to start next month, pre-engagement counseling. Okay. Um, um, just to make sure that we're still 
um, not making the same mistakes that we did before. I never been engaged. I never, I never proposed to anybody. So whatever my first situation is, it's going to be my first situation getting on, you know, getting on the knee. Okay. And that's something that we have talked about is, is, um, you know, what does that look like? In fact, the two other guys already did this, you know, mm-hmm. you know, how does that look like when I do it, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, coming, coming, you know, and so I think, you know, the biggest thing is, is saying, you know, that, you know, there were mistakes or this situation didn't, it wasn't, she, from my understanding, she called a lot of them off, uh, the other situations, uh, mm-hmm. and was too young or wasn't ready. So I think now being more mature, being more uh, aware of who you are, mm-hmm. and as my purpose to make sure we have the right backing, um, and that's why I'm doing the extra steps to make sure we have the right backing and and go through the right counseling and the right discernment as well <laughs> to make sure that hey you know we you are ready and we are ready to do this together and this, even the timing make sure the timing is right as well. So. Yeah, and what does that look like? The the counseling is that one-on-one I mean is that the two of you or are you both also seeking counseling independently um so the counseling that we've done so far has been um you know us together with uh, a counselor um and then the one coming up I think they do like group stuff initially but they also pair you up with a um another married couple and so in that you have that um person that you can all even like I'm hoping beyond the pro you know that process you know, you can also go to, um, for counseling. Okay. But also some one-on-one. Um, I've done my own one-on-one, um, early this year. Um, it was uh, probably other reasons than probably relationship probably was probably because mm-hmm. some other stuff going on with the show and all that stuff. But, um, but I do, I am probably going to definitely, and I did that one point. I think she, uh, she did as well at one okay. point um and so yeah i think yeah come move forward you have an own counselor as well i haven't found one yet but yeah i see that coming in the, in the future as well okay i'm All willing right. to talk to you guys Cornelius, if you want <laughs> yeah Corey's been my soundboard. Corey is definitely my soundboard through, 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 through a few situations so <laughs> Corey, where do you stand? It sounded like earlier you were saying you take um, commitment in whatever form it takes. Doesn't have to be marriage; can it be long-term relationship. It, well, for me, like I say it, it doesn't. Like I tell women all the time, like they'll say, "You trying to get married?" I'd be like, "No, why not?" Because marriage ends in divorce. So why do I want to do something that ends in divorce? And they look at me like I'm crazy. I tell them, "Like, what do you want?" I want a lifetime partnership. Okay. I want somebody who's really committed, who really is committed and understand that this is going to be one of the hardest things we'll ever do in life, but at the same time, most rewarding and fun if we're both emotionally ready for it. Okay. Or you're not going to get married again? No, no marriage no more? No, no, no marriage? Oh, once again, when people ask me, hey, I want to get married, I'll tell them all the time, for what? I don't want to get married. Marriage is something that fails. It fails. I need a lifetime commitment. What that lifetime commitment looks like, we have to, we have that, that's open for negotiation, negotiations of, of what that looks like. I'm trying, I'm trying to change the narrative. If I keep doing the same things that everybody else is doing to fail, I'm going to fail. Like, like I tell people all the time, right? I ask people this question, right? People who want to get married, I ask this question. I say, hey, would you take your life savings and put it into a stock that 60% of the chance 
you're, you're going to lose your money. They all say no. Then I asked them, I says, hey, would you still put your life savings in that same stock where 80% of the time the CFO is quitting the company because he can't quite get the numbers right? Would you still invest in it? They all say no. Well, guess what? That's that's marriage. 80% of marriage in the United States fell in the board, uh, fail, and 80% of marriages are being filed by women. So for me as a man, that's not a good deal to marry somebody to 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 in the context of marriage. So I need someone to understand that this is bigger than marriage. I we are bigger look. than marriage. You got a I one-in-one chance. I, I will agree with Corey on the point that men don't typically leave their wives. It definitely is the women that leave. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because, that's what the pastor was telling me. So he did say yeah. that. Yeah. For some reason, women feel as though they're happier being alone. When you're in prison, the, the most harsh the, the harshest punishment you can give somebody in prison outside of the death penalty is solitary. Okay. So why are women choosing to be solitary, to, to, to confine themselves to solitary? Why? I don't get it. When you're 50 and 60 years old, it's not cool to be sitting at home alone. Well, you know, they like I said, they say that it's better to be alone than be miserable in the house with somebody or whatever. That's what I hear a lot of women say. Well, Cornelius, choose right. Choose right. How about That's that? True. How about choose right? How about choose better? Well, uh, how about you know, choose the, they the are choosing is, better. You know what? The thing, the thing is, I mean, I, you know, I, Cornelius, the thing I will say is that, uh, and, and this is not every circumstance, but, but you know, some women think they're miserable until they're alone, and then they realize, they realize how miserable they actually are, and yeah. what they had wasn't as bad as they thought. Now look. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. you know, I could have easily reconciled at it, it, at the point where I said that I wanted to start dating again. All of a sudden, it was like, "Can we work this out?" And I was like, "Where's this coming from?" Mm-hmm. When I was fighting my ass off, the light switch couldn't come on. So now mm-hmm. that I have turned the light switch off, I can't turn it back on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've given up on trying. So, so hey, Malik, I want to ask you. So, so, okay, you was miserable with me, but was you? But now, all of a sudden, you're not miserable no more. <laughs> what happened, Malik? I, I want to ask you a question, early Malik. Mm-hmm. When your wife got divorced the first time, did you know? Actually, been divorced twice, right? Twice, yeah. Would you still have married her if you knew that people who get divorced are, are more likely to get divorced a second time and then people who get divorced twice are even more likely to get yeah. divorced a third time? If you knew that, would you still have married her? You know, I, 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 no. To answer your question, uh, uh, plainly no. Um, mm. and, and some of it was, I mean, we knew each other from high school, you know, sometimes there's the, there's the whole memory lane or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, but again, you also got to see where people are currently and not think about, Oh, you know, we was high school sweethearts. So there's other dynamics for me in there, Corey, but, um, but if, if outside of that, which would you just ask if we were two people that just met off the street then no yeah no 
I think I, I, I think the only thing that would have turned that to a yes is I felt like I knew this person, but I only knew them from like 30 years ago. So we we are creatures of <clears throat> habits. The, 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 the great T.D. Jake says, he says, yo, we are creatures of habit. You need to practice before you do something. He said, men, you can't be faithful once you get married. You got to be faithful three or four girlfriends ahead of time. So when time you get married, you know how. Mm, he right. says, women, you can't start being wise once you get married. You need to start acting wisely three or four boyfriends ahead of time so you understand how. And so when, okay. when we constantly are doing the same thing over, i.e., Get in a relationship, get out of a relationship, get in a relationship, get out of a relationship, get in a relationship, get out of a relationship. All you're going to do is when a when relationship gets hard, the only thing you really know how to do is get out and start over for a new. Corey, you make some very valid points. He does make some say. very valid they're points. They're not always in the prettiest package, but you, you've got some good points in the package, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> what I need is a 60 year what I really need is a 65 year old woman and a 25 year old body. That's what I need. If I could get that, <laughs> game over. Oh my game God. Over. Be You're not you open your <laughs> you, might, you might have to open this this this, this, uh, this uh, <laughs> yeah. critiques up a little bit more and get oh, some, maybe, no. one, maybe one child. Maybe one child. What Cornelius? What, I mean, for me, that, that makes no sense to me. That's lowering for me. That would be lowering my standards. I've waited this long to have only one woman say that she's the only person to carry my seed. Why would I? Why would I lower my standards if I waited the last twenty years? I don't have kids, not by accident. I've been purposely not trying to have kids, children. Because why? Because having kids with one woman means that much to me that I will wait. That's My right. own mama came to me last week and told me, Corey, you should adopt. I said, why? This is Corey, because the type of woman that you're looking for does not exist anymore. Hmm. Wow. You're going to end up dealing with a woman that's, the women that are out here now, are they are overweight. They got one or two children. They don't want to join your team. These are, the sugar that, these are the <laughs> women that you don't want, Corey. And she says, Corey, you will be a great father, great mentor, great leader. I don't want you to miss out on fatherhood because the type of woman that you're looking for doesn't exist. And I was shocked. Does does these women gotta exist? Or like you said, need to change where you're looking for them at too. Cornelius, I'm looking everywhere. <laughs> you, you ain't looking everywhere. I Cornelius, believe me, bro. I, 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 Five I, times. <laughs> Cornelius, I went to a speed dating place last week. Oh, that ain't out there church. Don't don't get me started with women in church. Don't get me started with women in church. These women in church only follow the rules of Christianity when it's convenient. When it's convenient. When it's not convenient, they're not following the rules. They're not following the rules. Like, like, do these Christian women know that a woman cannot file for divorce? A woman cannot leave her husband? Unless one thing is not the end of, it's not the infidelity. It's if he's no longer fit to to provide for the household. Not because she's not happy. Not because things just aren't materializing. Not because she thinks she can do better. If you tell them that, they're like, "Oh no, what you mean?" The Bible also tells you to to obey your husband. I ain't obeying no man. Shoot, I'm making all this money. I got to do. <laughs> I, ain't doing I mean, that's women out here. Period. I mean, you know. I ain't, come on, they're all saying the same thing. Church or not, like that. Look, 
Look, your, your hands are folded. Do you talk with your hands like that? <laughs> I, I do not. You are never going to get that out of me. <laughs> It just depends so on what they hold it tight. They hold it tight. They just hold it tight. No, I'm just so but sorry. but in all serious, I, I do want to share this with people because I've been doing this for the last six years. All serious jokes. So no, I, I, I I want to get some closing remarks from each of you. Go ahead. Okay. I strongly recommend to people humble yourselves, men and women. Humble yourselves. Go, go talk to the people who have been married two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Buy them dinner. Ask them, to have, I want to have an honest conversation with you. Because we get training in almost everything we do in life. We get training for a driver's license, our jobs, our careers, how to operate a cell phone. We get all this training, except for the one thing in life that's probably the most important decision you're ever making in life is who you choose to partner with. We get no, we get no real training with that. Yeah, which is why I said, Cornelius, go talk to your parents. Mm -hmm. Talk to the yeah. people who have failed marriages and ask them a real question: Why did your marriage fail? Yeah. Why did you leave? Was it really worth being by yourself? Yeah. Not sixteen alone. Ask these questions. Learn from their wisdom. Take these things sure. into your relationships. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I say that because some people, I say that in closing, is this. We all, we've all been in an airplane before, right? We've been in an airplane. We know what it does. We know where it gets to. We, we understand the concept of, of a plane. But if I ask you guys to sit in the cockpit and try to fly it, 90% of the people couldn't even turn it on. Why? Because you've never seen it. We're at the point now that we don't really see, especially in the black community, we don't see functional relationships enough to really understand what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We don't see the inside of it. Most of us, most of us know how to drive cars by the time we're 16 years old is because we've been in the side in, from the back seat to the pack in the seat. And we watched them turn a the car on, put gas in, do all these type of things. So when it came time to actually be able to start driving, we kind of really had a real understanding. How to never without like dying. Definitely give us some good analogies and metaphors, Corey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. -uh. All right. Malik. Go to compass. Oh, man. <laughs> with, 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 with this advice? Closing remarks. Oh, closing remarks. Okay, yeah. good. Because, yeah, I, I don't have advice. Closing remarks. Look, um, and and Cornelius will probably help me with uh, with the with the, the verse. Um any relationship uh, is going to be tested. You know, I think the, the, the Bible verse talks about going through the fire, uh, sharpening the iron. Um, you know, yeah, you, you, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be rain, right? Uh, you know, if I quote new edition, there's going to be, there's going to be some hard times. I, I think that, um, you know, when Corey talks about uh, having a partnership, when somebody's your partner, you know, like he gave the analogy of his brother, his mother, his uh, parents is, is a partner. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter what you guys go through. You just can't fathom cutting your parents off or quitting on your parents, just like, you know, your parents wouldn't quit on you. Yeah. And so if you are uh, forming, forging that partnership and, and a lifetime partner, you just have to understand that there's going to be some challenges. 
Um, and um, there's going to be some moments where you might have to just walk away and say, you know what, I need a moment. But the, the key is after you take that moment to come back together uh, and, and sharpen that tool so that it's stronger. That's really all I can, only uh, notes that I can leave um, and, and my, you know, if, if I am to uh, um, go into another uh, relationship, mm -hmm. uh, I need somebody who is, uh, who understands that and who also understands that, uh, you know, I can be stubborn, I can shut down, mm -hmm. I, I can be a typical Taurus. Um, you know, sometimes my actions may speak louder than my words. But uh, truly, I'm loyal and, and I don't give up easily. If I gave up because I've had no other option but to give up. Okay. That's just, yeah. So, so that should be for anybody. Like, you, you should not give up unless you're given no other option but to give up. Yeah. Um, that's really all I can say. Okay. Cornelius? I would say for me, I guess it'd be some a little bit of advice and things that I'm actually doing myself is really just asking God for clarity um, and just discernment, you know, in, in how I move in my relationships and how I go forth. And and uh, even in dating before, you know, there'll be times where I pray and there was times where I actually got out of relationships because I was literally praying and God told me, like, nah, this is this is not it. You need to get out mm -hmm. of this. Um, and so I think it's just trying to be very key to listen to that as much as possible. Um, you know, listen to yourself, listen to your, you know, we'd say, you said a gut feeling, I guess you would be, you say, I got yeah. that gut feeling about the situation. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you need to listen to yourself because something is speaking to you. So, and then, like I said, just, you know, having constantly asking for clarity, you know, on how to move and, and, you know, I always add, you know, we always say, you know, um, you know, you ask God, you know, hey, this is not for me, take, you know, you know, take it away. Um, and so I, that's how I've always moved. And that's how I always will tell anybody to move is definitely, you know, go go through something, but also make sure you always pray for discernment. You know, when you when you when you when you going into a situation and you're trying to scope for somebody out, because God will reveal it. He will show you. You know, regardless of whatever it is, he something's gonna pop out, or you know that 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 uh that phone gonna gonna, gonna open up, and you be like, and you're not yeah. you're not you're trying to look, but you can be like, wait a minute. Um, Absolutely, it, one of the it, women actually said that in the la in the episode, the change never after episode. You right, because it's funny. Have, um, like, what are you going to do with this information? Yeah, right. Because I have a, um, I have a, I'm trying to, I have a homeboy. I was like, I have a homeboy mm -hmm. that dates a lot of women, um, and he's gotten multiple women pregnant at the same time. And then, two, mm -hmm. some of them not, not even, might not have even known. Oh, he had another baby over here, uh, and then it was a situation <laughs> recently where you know, um, you know, and it's so funny. You know, I, was, I don't know if it was me or whatever happened, but she found out through just you know being being around or whatever and then he left and i guess she knocked some papers over saw a piece of paper and it's like wait a minute this is a birth certificate mm. and like wait a minute you know you had a baby back in may you know what i mean so it was just like and you never told me and so it's like you that thought she was gonna hide this in his mind he was like i'm gonna hide this as long as i can because if i tell her i got another baby with somebody else she's gonna put me on child support so he tried to hide it as long as he can Oh, but at the same time, God is going to, regardless if you're saved or not, God's going to reveal it. You know, you're trying to hold Absolutely. on to it. You're trying to, like, you know, have some skeletons in the closet. You know, that stuff's going to it's going to pop out some kind of way. And so it's just being key to listen and, and, and be aware of what's going on. So, 
I would mm-hmm. say definitely pray for the sermon, pray for clarity all the time. God's going to, some going to, some going to slip up and some going to pop out. You're going to find out what's going really going on. Absolutely. I now just figure out, Cornelius, why we so tight. You sound like my brother. My brother is <laughs> so highly of you. Oh, mm. I bet you Cornelius is a man of God. Is Cornelius getting the success? Yo, you sound just, this is why I rock with you so hard, Cornelius. You sound just like, you're my brother. I don't think I met your brother yet. No, no, you haven't. But y'all got to meet because I'll tell him stories about your stuff that you say and the way you say it. And he's seen stuff. He's like, yeah, Cornelius definitely a man of God, Corey. Yeah, you you talk about praying with Cornelius? You know, blah, blah, blah. You go to church anymore. I just realized you sound like my bro. That's why I rock with you so hard, Cornelius. You know what? And I think I no mentioned worries, it no when worries. I reached out to you guys. Um, Corey, you were referred to me. And then I watched some videos of you. And I saw, I kept seeing videos of you and Cornelius and your chemistry. What, what video was that one? It, well, that this one was um, you calling someone to pray with them. Oh, yeah, was, Corey said pray for. Yeah. <laughs> so so, th- so th- that was just one of a few. And um and I was like, I'm just going to reach out to Cornelius too. Maybe he'll do it too. Because it just seemed like a good pairing to have you both on the show. So that's my bro. Yeah, this has been really informative. And there have been times in this conversation where I really wanted to speak up and offer the female perspective. And I look, look, Corey, this is what I'm capable of doing. I sat back and listened and did not interject with my female perspective because we've done that show i wanted to really give you all the platforms so i let it be said let the male perspective be known so thank you all for this conversation before you go though share any project um instagram handles where people can find you on social platforms or any projects that you want to share before we close out i, I guess i'll go first uh, okay. so my my instagram is uh cornelius uh bryant cornelius bryant underscore Dream Chaser. That's find me on Instagram. And then my website is uh, uh, c-bryant.com. Okay. Malik? Uh, Yeah, my Instagram, you can find me on at madflavortv. That's at M-A-D-F-L-A-V-O-R-T-V. I have to spell it out because people always think flavor. And I say, no, I'm not the flavor unit. That's Queen Latifah. Uh, I have some uh, television and film projects that I'm working on. So hopefully you guys will be seeing them soon on platforms like uh, Amazon Prime and Tubi. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much it. And you can always catch Matt Flavor, uh, Matt Flavor TV on uh, on streaming platforms as well. OK. And Corey, we didn't see this official trailer you've got behind. you. Oh, yeah, I mean, but give me about- the link. I'll put it in the episode notes. How about that? Well, actually, um, we just finished um, doing a sixth episode for um, the first day, King. Uh, it's hilarious. I it's, bet. <laughs> it's, it's all about, it's, it's pretty much just a sitcom, um, just about dating right in Washington, D.C. with me and some of my friends. I produced it, wrote it, directed it. Okay. Um, a lot of them based on real life stories. Like, like there's a lot of data stories I got that we put into place. So we just finished that up. Um, right now, uh, me and Cornelius are working on a project called uh, DC Undercover. It's a drama written directed by your boy here. Um, okay. So any actor, I think I did see a trailer for that. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You put the trailer out. <laughs> yeah, I put it out a, a while ago, but then the first day King thing really took off, so I had to just really key into that. So now we're back to filming uh, DC on the cover. Okay. Um, follow me at Corey Beelin, C O R E Y B E L I N. Um, you can also follow me at First Day King on Instagram and uh, and all platforms. And right now we're just kind of just looking for a home to put First Day King on. Like I said, it's hilarious. It, it's it, the first few episodes have tested through the roof. Mm. It's um, so Malik, you want to sit down and talk to me, bro? Like I said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Let's let's talk. I would love to uh, put the trailer on. I'm I'm doing a premiere for uh, a reality show. It's called Let's Paint Him. It's uh, it's kind of like Jocelyn's Cabaret or Magic Mike meets mm-hmm. American Idol. So it's a, it's a little different. Okay. Um, sounds, sounds, but but also, mine is not a reality show. Like I said, it's no, no. It's, I, know, it's, I know. I know. Yours is, yours is scripted sitcom. So, okay. like I said, so I'm always looking for talent. Anyone here that wants to be an, an actor or a film, like we, like I'm looking for all types of talent because I understand what it's like when when you got a passion for something and a skill mm-hmm. set for something, and certain people just won't give you an opportunity to either learn or show your skills. So I, I'm always open to take on take on new talent in any level possible, whether it's writing, producing. Directing. So, I'm, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Then, should they reach they, out to they, you they, DM on Instagram or uh... just slide in my DMs? Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but hey, I would love to come back onto this onto this platform and and actually premiere the uh, the trailer on your show and then okay. can have you have your people better take a look at the trailer and see what they think. And like I said, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of it's 98% of it's all based off of real life situations and, and, and dating shit. So if you guys love Insecure, you absolutely would love the first day cake. I can imagine. If it's uh, anything like the conversations, the uh, nuggets you've yeah. been sharing tonight, I'm in. Right. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. All right, guys. Well, I will let you get back to your evenings. Thanks so much for a great conversation. Really. All right. Thanks for, yeah, right, thanks thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah.